Hello and welcome to Reality Speaks. We literally posted yesterday, but this is the podcast where we answer questions. What does the Bible really say? What's going on in the world? And what are we as Christians supposed to do about it? So, to we like I said, we literally uploaded yesterday because we had recording issues last week. We didn't have them this week, so back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, we are coming out on Tuesday night again. Wednesday is probably when you're going to listen to this. Unless you are hot on the button, then you will probably be listening uh, before midnight tonight, which would be Tuesday. <laughs> Okay, um, getting way off topic. Uh, we are talking about angels today. We are talking about angels. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot about angels out there that the Bible don't say it. So it's kind of weird um, because the Bible don't say it. And the angels of God are biblically-based creatures. Um, They're in the Bible. So I want to make sure that what I'm believing about angels is biblical. And I've heard a lot of stuff between people on Facebook. You can find weird stuff about them on YouTube. Uh, Can you catch an angel on camera? Can you not? Um... Are, do angels have a lot of weird names? Or is it just the three ones that you find named in the main canonical books that have names? Um, why, why don't angels mention their names? Um, I'm not going to answer those questions for you today. At least not all of them. Some of them we will answer in today's podcast. Some of them we will not. But I'm going to link a message uh, by Brother Josh herring in the show notes today and uh he will hopefully answer any questions that we don't answer a lot better than we would answer them i'm also gonna try and maybe find uh, another message by brother lee stone king uh which will hopefully help we're either we or brother herring don't help so without further ado let's get into the episode this has been a long introduction And it's a long episode, so let's get into the conversation. Today we're talking about angels. So, what's the first thing you think of when you think about angels? First thing I think about is Gabriel. Gabriel. Mm -hmm. What's Gabriel do? He tells Mary she's going to have a baby. And his name will be Jesus. Okay. What about you, Texas? What's the first thing you think of? Typically, I just think about the fact that there's angels in the Bible. (laughs) It's not deep at all. It's literally just general. Well, mine wasn't deep either. It's nothing specific specific other than the idea of angels. Okay, so... It's not... Monica or Tess or Clarence. Is that what you think of? Touched by an angel. 
I know that's what mo- a that's lot what of people on of. the planet think of. That's what I would have thought of when I was a kid because I love Touched by an Angel. Yeah. Or, or, or Clarence, of course. Uh, do you know where Clarence comes from? The Death Angel? <laughs> no. Clarence. I thought you meant from Touched by an Angel. Clarence is from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. He's oh. the angel that comes and tells. Oh, uh, yeah. No, what's I his never name? really thought about thought of Tess and Monica the same way as those like weird angels on movies because to me they felt like real angels who like and like I would like I would like pray for an angel like that like I don't remember what they were called on the show. Like, caseworkers. Caseworker. That's angels. they called them caseworkers. I would pray. <laughs> For like a caseworker to like go to my lost family members because I thought and I really thought that was gonna happen and I just I don't know I didn't think I didn't think they, of them the same way that I think of like cheesy angels on movies maybe that's just maybe they were it's like a trend on social media where people say who was your comfort character when you were a kid and who's your comfort character now I think my comfort character was Monica yeah okay Monica and Tess. Yeah, so that is probably what most people are going to think of when they think of Angel that didn't grow up in church. If It's probably going to be something from TV or a movie. That's kind of my the reason I brought that up. Yeah. Um, and sadly... Uh, Touched by an angel is probably not what most people are going to think of. No. Um, most cause... people probably think about, um, like, Cupid or something like that. And also, maybe, like, angels and demons fighting and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, or you've got... I'm fairly certain they show up in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm not 100% oh, sure I've on that. I've never seen it. I don't know, I've never seen it. Um, and also, on, and I know they show up on something called... Supernatural, which lovely, lovely, uh, recent news, uh, ended with a gay kiss, one of them being an angel. Well. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you call realistic. (laughs) Yeah, so, yippee, that's where the world lives right now. Angels are having gay kisses on TV. Yeah, um, so that is some of what the world knows of as angels. Now, is that how they're portrayed in the Bible? Kissing gay? No. I, I'm just period. Like, you've got your naked baby angels, you've got your cool angels in leather jackets, um, guardian angels. Um, People, people talk about that all the time. Guardian, guardian angels. angels. Oh, my guardian angel. Or You've got your bu- bumper sticker theology of don't drive faster than your <laughs> guardian angel can fly. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of weird ideas about angels. To the point where, thanks to the fact that we have weird ideas about angels, people now say stuff like... Um, um, I watched a message, Brother Josh Aaron talking about this yesterday to kind of brush myself up on some of this stuff, since I, uh, I feel like he knows more about this stuff than I do. 
Um, and he talks about how people talk about that guy's weird. He sees angels everywhere. Blah blah blah. He says, "Oh, he's a weirdo. He's seeing angels and devils everywhere." Blah blah blah. Do you not want to see angels? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't think it makes him weird, but I don't know that I want to see him. I, I you don't want to see an angel? Like I do. I don't want to see I devils. Know okay. That angels usually come along with seeing devils as well, and I don't want to see devils. Actually, Brother Herring said you'll see. The before you see them, yeah. Exactly. So if you're yeah. seeing angels, you're probably seeing demons, and I don't want to see a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'd like to be able well, to live in the honestly, realm where... Well, <laughs> like, theoretically, thinking about it, seeing a demon, who cares? I can't do nothing to you, but... I'll, I'll put know, it this way. I feel, like I've <laughs> se- I feel like I have seen a devil and not an angel before. Well, I feel like I've probably seen a devil before. <laughs> I thought that I saw an angel when I was like 11, but I think I just concocted it in my brain. I don't know. I feel like maybe... I thought I, I saw Santa Claus when I was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I saw Santa once. Oh, Corbin went to sleep in the car. Is Santa a devil or an angel? <laughs> well, Santa is a fictional character. <laughs> And Santa's not real, so she was Santa, so I, she knew I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dream. It was all, alas, it was but a dream. <laughs> I walked in the living room and I saw his red pant leg as he closed the door. And I was like, it was it's probably Santa. her red pant leg. <laughs> so if it was her, then... Congratulations, you you saw the real Santa. Um, I don't know. Uh, But I I feel like maybe, I I don't know. One day when I was little, I thought I saw like this floating ball of light once, maybe. That sounds like Haunted Mansion. I, I know, but I'm not sure if that's what it was or if I was just going crazy or what. It's like we were on our way back from church, and I saw something like following the car, and I was like, "What is that? No one else saw it." <laughs> but the devil thing, yeah, that feels a little more real. I was going through some stuff, and like I was praying and struggling to pray, and it's like I looked up and I saw it, and I was like, "Just get out of here." <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe, I don't know how legit that is, to be honest. Um, to me, it felt pretty legit at the time. I was like, okay, devil, get out of here. You're driving me nuts. Um, but, um, so, we've got plenty of ideas about what angels are in our modern world. Uh, everyone talks about it from, uh, Victoria's Secret to, um, <laughs> uh, to, to random cartoons, and there's memes, there, there's actually these memes going around right now talking about how wrong our ideas about angels are, actually, I don't know the last time I saw one of these memes, but they're like, angels yeah, say fear not, but have y'all heard the description of what angels look like according to the Bible? <laughs> And, well, there's a reason they're saying fear not. Like, hey, 
Some of them look like freaks. <laughs> you got six winged creatures and you got wheels inside of wheels and there's a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, let's talk here. So where is the first place in the Bible that angels show up? Do you know? Technically in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Right? I mean, te technically, uh, like, no real description, but Jesus talks to him at creation and says, let us make man in our own image. Yeah. Um, and and then, according to Jewish scholars, that is Jesus talking to the angels. It is not Jesus talking to the Father and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then the next time angels show up is when um, Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden. Yeah, and an angel with a flaming sword is placed on guard. That's our first explicit mention of angels. That's how I have it written in my notes here. Our first explicit mention of an angel is... Um, let me see here. And da, da, da. who told thee that he was naked? I have this written wrong here. Okay, yeah. So he drove out the man and placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. That is our first time that we have an angel outright literally mentioned in the bible the reference to cherubims in verse 24 is the first mention of angels in the bible like if genesis 3 24 didn't exist we would really have no reference who jesus might god might be talking to so when in genesis 1 when god flowed the earth did the flaming sword get quenched it's spiritual fire. I'm not sure you can put that out. <laughs> or who knows? Maybe the... Like, seriously, when God flooded the earth, it's possible that the Garden of Eden could be buried under thousands of miles of water now. Yeah. We don't know. And the ocean is, like, the most <laughs> unsearched territory yeah, in the like, world. Yeah, like, I think it's something like we've only explored a third of the ocean. Yeah. Like... Or maybe not even that. It's it's not very much. It's not much. So, for all we know, it there could there could be like no uh, the the Garden of Eden could be down there. Hell might be down there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we we really don't know how that works. Um. But, yeah, the first explicit mention of angels is in the Garden of Eden. Other angels in Genesis. We know the fact that they are present in creation. Uh, it says, let us go down and confuse their language. Once again, that would be angels on duty, most likely. Um, some angels come to Abraham, but it, they are described as men, not angels, when they show up. And they tell him about this time you're gonna have a child, and also the few of them, two of them walk off, 
and one is left standing with him and suddenly it shifts from saying that it was a man to saying that Abraham's talking to God so this angel is a spokesman for God and he says will I hide what I'm going to do from Abraham and starts telling him that Sodom and Gomorrah are going to be destroyed and uh, that's where your nephew lives so I'm just going to let you know they're going to be wiped out and then those other two angels end up there to destroy the city and let Lot know that he needs to leave <laughs> so uh, we also have an angel show up to rescue Hagar from starving yeah. uh, when her and Ishmael have been cast out from Abraham's presence uh, later on Abraham's grandson meets an angel <laughs> And fights with him until daybreak. Yeah. And he changes the name from Jacob to Israel. And then we also, before that though, Jacob saw angels before that ascending and descending um, on a ladder to heaven. So. Which is like. Like, like stairway ladder or something like that. Yeah, the podcast streaming is not totally perfect. So, I am going to temporarily pause here. Angels, back to that. Um, sure. Yeah, angels. Not Spider Man. <laughs> not Spider-Man. Um, people have been debating when the trailer was going to come out. It's out. <laughs> Anyway, so angels show up all throughout the book of Genesis. Um, I think the last thing we said was, why do angels need ladders? Um, yeah, <laughs> well, then I was like, I digress, basically. Yeah, um, why do angels need ladders? Don't know. Um, we swapped recording devices, so hopefully it will glitch out way less now. And it looks like it is. Like it is. Seems like it's not glitching out. Yeah, I just you like just to be able to use my iPad. Well, and could you not uh, record like that, like with your phone, with yeah, the computer, I just... and then you can look at your phone. Last, you your yeah, last time I tried doing it on the computer and it actually messed up on me. That's the reason I'm back to using the phone now. There is probably a way to properly hook up the microphone to the phone. I just don't know how to do that right now. I need to learn some things to make this podcast better. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of things uh, that angels do throughout the Bible. Um, then in Exodus, um, I didn't. I wasn't 100% sure on this, so I actually went to check this. But... When the burning bush incident happens, it says the angel of the Lord appeared in a flame of fire to Moses. Which is interesting, because... Another thing from that Josh Herring sermon. He says... He was talking, and Brother Stone King told him a story about how... um, T.W. Barnes um, met with the angel Michael on a regular basis. 
We, we yeah, we know who Michael is, right? Michael the Archangel. Yeah, the Michael the, the guy that fought and defended. Uh, who Gabriel had to call in for backup when he was trying to give. Um, when he was trying to give Daniel the answer to his prayers. Uh, yeah, T.W. Barnes uh, talked to him on a regular basis. Well. And he said, so what's Michael look like? Because <laughs> he was like, I want to know. And he said, you wouldn't believe me. You said you wouldn't believe me. He said, okay. He said, he looks like a giant pillar of fire. He said, I would believe you because he had earlier seen a vision of a giant pillar of fire uh, deflecting missiles coming into Jerusalem. And he said that, yeah, he said, so literally warring angels look like flames of fire. And what comes to tell Moses to go defend Israel? Fire. A pillar of fire. What later on ends up protecting them from the um, armies of Egypt. A pillar of fire. And also, when Elisha saw surrounding him and said, Those fighting for us are more than those that are against us. is chariots and horses of fire. Also, apparently, Elijah was taken up by a warring angel. Chariots of fire. With a chariot of fire. Boom. Like, it it's all lines up. It's all throughout the Bible. It's not just crazy talk of this evangelist who's claiming to see angels. Um, it's all throughout the Bible. It's not just crazy talk. Um, also, um, we mentioned him earlier. Also in the book of Exodus, we hear about the death angel. Coming in, and uh, if the blood's not on your doorpost... Your firstborn son. Your yeah. firstborn son will die in the tenth plague. Also, in the book of Exodus, we hear about one of the most interesting things, the most explicit, at least I think, possibly one of the most explicit occasions that the um, that you hear what angels actually do, because unless angels are talking, you typically don't hear a whole lot about what they actually do. We hear about the angels, how they defend Israel as they cross through the Red Sea. How did they do it? Didn't they, like, take the wheels off? They literally take the wheels off the chariots as they're rolling through. They stop. uh, And I heard this. um, What was this? What was the Pharaoh's actual god that he personally worshipped? Probably like Ra or something like that. Who's the god of horses and chariots. <laughs> so his final takedown is... The final takedown where I take down Pharaoh himself is by the chariot. <laughs> I was just Brother Sylvester Narlock is where I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I believe. So, uh, it's like... you hear You've heard it preached over and over every plague was directly attacking one of the Egyptian gods and in the end even their escape was attacking the Egyptian gods <laughs> so it's pretty cool um, 
in the book of Numbers is the next angel that I could think of immediately without searching this out for myself. And that's the angel that stopped Balaam <laughs> with his donkey. So, fun, fun question that's slightly off the angel topic, but still on the topic of that story. Balaam's donkey and the angel give Balaam the exact same message. Like, almost word for word. Did Balaam's donkey actually get to say what it wanted to say, or was it... Um, was it being controlled by an angel? Just what? What do you think? I don't know. I know what I want to think. <laughs> Please do tell. I want to think that it was a donkey because that means animals have souls, and I want my dog to be in heaven. <laughs> okay. You you kind of leading me into something else I'm wanting to talk about here. <laughs> so, um, souls. What are souls, Bethany? What are souls? Yeah, what are souls? The thing inside of you that is the only part that isn't human. So is that like an angel? No. <laughs> I, I know, someone asked you that this week, so. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, one of the Sunday school kids claimed that our souls and angels were the same thing. Yeah. Because they think, on the topic of angels, do we become angels when we go to heaven? No. Okay, so what happens when we go to heaven? Our souls go to heaven, and they live forever, but no, you do not become an angel no matter what Hollywood wants to tell you. Back on our, is Hollywood wrong? We will be, Jesus actually said, in response to a question from the Sadducees and the Pharisees, uh, the Sadducees, who do not believe that the dead rise again, come and ask Jesus, uh, so there's this woman who had seven husbands uh, over the course of her lifetime, not all at once. <laughs> uh, first one married her, and then he died, they had no children, so the brother married her, and so forth and so on. That happens with each brother until finally the woman dies, says, in heaven, whose husband, uh, who's the, who's going to have her as a wife? Which of these seven men are going to have her for a wife? Jesus says, well, you're not married when you're in heaven. Mm -hmm. Because, and you will be as the angels who do not marry. Which, by the way, answers another question I have. They do not marry and they do, don't do married people things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in heaven, you are just living your life unattached to people because you don't have those types of thoughts when you're in heaven. You, you're going to be totally pure and you're going to be totally unseparated from marriages for humans. It's meant to make more humans and souls don't make more humans <laughs> uh, spiritual beings um, and I'm totally going off base here from where I was separating from Balaam and his donkey to this weird little question from the book of Genesis 
and addressing why. <laughs> uh, so in the book of Genesis, there's a little verse um, on the topic of angels. <laughs> um, it came to pass, this is Genesis 6 and 1, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and took them wives of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them, the same became mighty men who were of old men of renown. So, who are the sons of God? You're saying that's me and you? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's what I've always thought. Okay, good. Okay, you're, you're tracking with me here. So, according to John 1 and 1, who got power to become sons of God? Well, well not 1 and 1, John chapter 1. Who did God get to power say, to become? You know what John 1 and 1 is? No, John chapter 1, not John 1 and 1. I said that wrong. Um, who He gave to those who believe on his name. Yeah. <laughs> he gave power to become sons of God. Uh, there are several places in the Bible where we humans are called sons of God. There's only one place in the Bible that angels are ever called sons of God. And that's in the book of Job. It says, when the sons of God come and gather before him... Uh, Satan also came with them. And that's calling the angels being called to assembly. Every other place in the Bible, sons of God, me, you, humans, um, me, the human race. Um, when the dudes saw the daughters of men were pretty. Yeah, you wouldn't call angels dudes. <laughs> you call dudes dudes. Yeah, uh, the sons of God in this case is it's people, um, but there are some biblical people that study the Bible uh, that claim this was angels and human women had children, and the result was that they had mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Um. That's not what this says. It says human men and human women had children that became great men. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. I'm not sure where anybody ever came yeah. up with. It's because of the mean. word for men of renown being something called Nephilim, which some non-canonical uh, biblical book also talked about Nephilim and they were giants, and like, how did humans randomly have giants? And same way humans randomly have giants now. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I don't know if that's derogatory or not. I don't think it is. Little, Little people. people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I like I don't remember if that's bad or not to say because I wasn't trying to be rude. And language changes. Like, it's exactly yeah. I don't know what it is now. Like, language changes. Is it What's just the little word? people now? I have no idea if that's the good word well, or not, but at one point in time it was. <laughs> just know if you are a short person by genetic genetic whatever. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. I don't know the word. Um. Sure Michael funny. Michael Knowles would love that little incident you just had. He's a, he wrote an entire book about how language is changing to make things politically correct. Well, whatever um, the case, it's sure the it's same reason we have giants. No, that's not the same thing. It's two different. There's a certain there's two different dwarf things. is a specific type of little person. Little person, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's the same thing. It's just a genetic thing. Yeah. Um, same reason people have autism. Same reason people have ADHD. Same reason people have heart disease. Yeah, Goliath was not the result have of black this. Hair. Goliath, Goliath existing was not a result of angels and people. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. even known the. You didn't the know this existed. Sport. I just knew that people said it, and I didn't know. I saw some guy on Instagram going Why? on and on about how absolutely sure he was of this. And I was like... Well, that's weird. Yeah, anyway. Let's get back to the real deal of what we're talking about today. Um, Angels told Joshua how to fight Jericho. In fact, he called himself the captain of the Lord's armies. An angel is what showed up to Gideon and said... Behold, thou mighty man of valor. And in fact, he was able to hide himself for a period of time and sit under a tree. And Gideon didn't know he was there until he decided to reveal himself to Gideon, which I think is kind of cool. Landon Gore talked about it, and he said, Sometimes you can be in the presence of the angelic and not even know it. Ooh, so cool. (laughs) I just thought that was cool. Um... And then, of course, also, angels had been announcing births long before Gabriel showed up to uh, showed up to Zechariah in the temple, because they announced the birth of a little boy named Samson. <laughs> yeah, Sammy. <laughs> um, I got a question. When you think of angels in the Bible, do you only think of good ones? <laughs> Because I also have written down here that... No, I don't. Yeah, because all angels, uh, every spirit being in the Bible that's not God is an angel. And that includes Satan and other evil spirits. (laughs) Um, So, this is one that might ruffle some feathers. Did did Samuel actually appear to Saul when called up by a witch? (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, no. Feathers aren't ruffled. Yeah, I knew it wouldn't ruffle (laughs) yours. I'm talking about... I read (laughs) Hell's Twelve Apostles. Yeah, Hell's Twelve Apostles uh, says, What appeared to Saul when the witch of Endor talked was not actually Samuel. It was a spirit pretending to be Samuel. A familiar spirit that knew how to be Samuel. (laughs) Because it knew his mannerisms, it knew it had studied him so well that it would actually be able to appear to be Saul or Samuel. Um, and angels don't just do good things. Um, well, our definition of good. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, because at one point in time, David angered the Lord and a plague was sent on Israel. And before the plague ends, David actually sees the angel with its sword raised over the city. And when he finally does a sacrifice or something along those lines, when he gives a sacrifice to the Lord, he sees the angel stop with its sword raised. And it's like, ooh, <laughs> wow, that's what is happening. Um, in the books of Chronicles and Kings, we hear about uh, angels ministering to Elijah after Jezebel ruffled his feathers to the point of freaking out. <laughs> And saying, Lord, I want to die. And he was sitting under the tree, resting before his long journey into the wilderness. And Angel says, hey, dude, I've got a meal for you. He eats half the meal and goes to sleep. <laughs> Angel comes back, wakes him up, and says, hey, i got another meal for you. Actually, finish this one. <laughs> dude, dude fell asleep with an angel there. Like wow, uh, I already mentioned the army that protected Elijah. What do you Elisha. think about the, um, the chase the rabbit there with okay. Elijah? Uh, what do you think about that? I uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, what's his name, Brother Herring? Yeah, briefly touched on that. What do you think about? Him falling asleep after seeing an angel. I mean, there's two ways you can look what at is, it. What comes it's to like your mind? he's. I mean, the way he framed it was like he was insensitive to the spirit, like mm -hmm. un unfazed by it. I mean, but at the same time, the dude had just seen fire fall from heaven. <laughs> to me, it and also I was don't like, want to argue with. Or argue any point that Josh Herring makes because he's obviously way more spiritual than me. <laughs> but to me, it's always been more like he was so sensitive to the spirit that even when he wasn't in his perfect right mind, he still saw angels. Well, yeah, okay, there's that. But what I'm also seeing here and I'm thinking more about there is than trying to make uh, a point. Yeah, I know. Uh, kind of. The, my other thought in opposition to that would be he finally felt comfortable enough to fall asleep. Yeah. It's like, okay, right I've here, been so afraid this, this whole time, this, and now I see that, and I feel comfortable to go to sleep. This right here is one reason I haven't recorded the next episode of my podcast yet, because I don't know what to put in this spot, because my next episode of my podcast supposed to be about Elijah and I'm stuck right here and don't know what I believe or what the truth is in this I, I mean spot one of here. the comments we've got right here I've always wanted to see an angel yeah and men like Elijah and Elisha saw him and that's kind of what brother Herring talks about like people talking about Oh my, they see angels everywhere. They're kooky. I'm like... Why would that make you think it's kooky? That's there are people out there who claim to see angels all the time. And, and your first thought sometimes is like, How credible is this lady? Is she crazy? Well, or is she spiritual? 
Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> if you don't know him. Yeah, sure. if, you, if you don't know him. And he told a story about a woman coming up, behind, coming up to him at a revival and saying, Oh, isn't that angel over his shoulder just so beautiful? <laughs> and he's like, Does she need to be here? <laughs> Does she need to be here? <laughs> um, and then later on, he actually looks back at the live feed of the service and actually sees it. He's oh, like, wow. Oh. She realize, wasn't cuckoo. I didn't realize angels worked that way. How did they catch him on camera? I've heard stories about it. Like, I've heard some stories where these things so, happen. When you do catch an angel on camera, could anybody see it or could just the spiritual people see it? I don't know. I've heard so many stories. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I've heard these types of things, but he was talking about someone sending this to him and saying, dude, you gotta see this. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's so many things. Like, But, yeah, um, I, I think you could take, I don't think it's necessarily wrong that Elijah fell asleep that way. No. I don't really think so. I, 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 I'm like, I was when you're exhausted, that I fell asleep praying enough And then times. he didn't say <laughs> anything like wrong or anything i don't think period no, because no he, he didn't he's brother herring and i'm me but <laughs> it just really threw me off when he was basically calling him a sissy for going to sleep it just really threw me off because i had what i thought the case was written and then he said that and I was like, so so what did you have well, written? maybe i'm, I'm wrong I, or maybe i don't well, want you I to didn't say i didn't really have anything written i just thought I knew what I thought I was going to write. Well, I I think maybe it's fair enough to go either way on it. Yeah, because it is spe- just speculation. Cause period. Here, here's a simple point. The Bible picks and chooses its details so often. As Temperance Brennan would say, uh, conjecture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I... I don't perfectly agree with everything that that there are perfectly spiritual people that have two different opinions. That's true. Um, yeah. I on several different topics. Um, we were talking about one just yesterday, and that is um, Rachel Carpenter released a podcast on the topic of divorce. Mm-hmm. And we get home, and we're talking about it. I was talking about how I kind of wanted to do an episode on it, on this one at some later point. And I I received the same comment that she said she received. Are you sure you want to do that? Because um, there are so many different opinions on that out there. Mm-hmm. Like Bishops preached about it and his opinions don't even necessarily line up with the ones stated in that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we don't get much teaching on it because, as Jesus said, it's not part of the plan. Yeah. Um, but on that same it happens, note... happens, but it's not what he always wants to happen. No, it's not at all yeah. what he wants to happen. And so when it happens, it's kind of tough to deal with how do you handle it. But my point with that being, there's different opinions. And it don't mean that they're wrong opinions or right opinions, which is a complicated thing to say. 
So, how do you handle it? Um, all we can say is, here's what the Bible says. Do with it what you will. <laughs> and that's where it comes in, and you have to have God say, Okay, Lord, can you explain this? In fact, could you send Gabriel down and have him explain it? <laughs> uh, because, honestly, that's really what had to happen. Uh, that's what the book of Daniel, most of that is that. Is Daniel saying, Lord, I had a vision. I don't get it. Can you send someone to tell me what it means? That's why Daniel fasted 21 days. Was because he saw a vision and had no idea what it meant. And then Gabriel shows up and says, Hey, my uh, I had to call in backup on the way down here because they really didn't because hell really didn't want me to tell you what this means. See, I, we got back around to angels there. <laughs> um, we uh, hear a lot about angels in Psalms through random verses. One of the ones that came to mind that I wrote down was. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him. Yeah. I I really like that one. I have another uh, interesting question here. Uh, back to Kings. I forgot to mention this one. Um, we hear about the battle where Ahab dies. Mm -hmm. And before then, he calls in a bunch of different prophets because Jehoshaphat who was going to battle with him, wanted to hear from the prophets before they went to battle. And all of them wholeheartedly say, you're going to have an absolute smackdown victory. And then Jehoshaphat's a little bit like, hold up, hold up. Do, do you have a godly prophet for us? <laughs> and he says, well, there's one out there. And he calls in the prophet Micaiah. And Micaiah says, oh, you're going to have a smackdown victory. And he's like, I know you're lying. He's like, yep, you're right, I am lying. I had a vision where God told me, uh, I had a vision where God uh, had all his angels up before him and said, who will go as a lying spirit to deceive Ahab into going to battle? And one stands up and says, I will. And he said, go. I have a question. Was this lying spirit a demon or an angel? Why would it be an angel? Because God was calling up his people to do it. <laughs> uh, you, you also hear about in the, the book of uh, 1 Samuel that a lying spirit, an evil spirit from the Lord came on uh, Saul. It's just kind of weird. But really, at the core, it's kind of simple. Um, every evil spirit has to get God's permission before it does whatever. Yeah. So sometimes God can just say, hey, you, go in there, do you think? Mm -hmm. And uh, as Brother Herring has said in another message... When the devil gets permission, he goes all out. Yeah. Because there's a reason uh, that when the devil said, hey, can I hurt Job? 
And he said, do it. It all happened within a matter of minutes. <laughs> when the devil gets permission, he's been planning. He gonna go at it soon as he can. When he said, you can touch him, just don't kill him, he attacked his whole body, not one little sore at a time. Whole body, all at once. When he gets permission, he's going to go all out. And no, this isn't about the devil, it's about angels, but the devil is an angel. In fact, sometimes the devil can make himself look good. Because he used to be an angel. He knows how to fix himself up when he wants to. No one laughed. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, when I try to be funny, I'm not funny. <laughs> when I'm not trying to be funny, that's when people laugh. <laughs> uh, and as I said, Daniel's got plenty of stuff on angels. Uh, most of the end of it is explaining visions by an angel. Uh, handwriting on the wall probably was done by an angel. <laughs> Uh, the fourth man in the fire, uh, I know it says, looks like one of the sons of the gods, um, but, simply put, yeah, um, do you believe there are only men that are only male angels? <laughs> That's a question we got in the chat here. I do, actually. But I also, at the same time, don't really know if they have gender. Yeah. Okay, so, here's the thing, brother. I think maybe that's what it is. They don't have a... I think they're I, I just think, angels. Uh, they're angels. I don't think they um have parts that make them men or women. Yeah. Um, But, um, messenger angels look like people. Yeah. There's a reason that... Um, there's a reason that when Manoah and his wife heard that they were going to have a child, she comes and says, a man came to me. Mm -hmm. She didn't say an angel came to me. Yeah. Because to her, she was like, oh, that was a dude. Maybe he was a prophet. I don't know. Um, there's another point where it says... Abraham thought it was three men coming to him, not angels, necessarily. Um, the men of Sodom thought, Hey, you've got some men we want to talk to. <laughs> but I've heard stories of people seeing female angels. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, also, when Peter was broke out of prison and come and knocked on the door in Acts, they said to each other, Oh, it must be his angel, because there's no way Peter's actually broke out of prison. <laughs> and Pete, that's why your angel that protects you, Brother Stone King, says that your angel looks like you. So in my case, if you were to see my angel, you would think it was a guy. Yeah. However, if you were to see Bethany's, you would think it was a girl. You would think it was a girl. <laughs> uh... Messenger angels look like people. We talked earlier, warring angels look like flames of uh, fire, and I'm not sure I would call that a man or a woman. <laughs> um, too dangerous to know. I, I'm not going to try and find out either. No. Um, on the other hand, there was this other thing. 
Um, you also hear about in Ezekiel something that looks like a will within a will. I don't think that's a man or a woman either. Um, no. You also hear about seraphims with two, with six wings that cover their faces and all that because they're trying to be so holy. Uh, and you got your cherubims and they don't look like flying babies, by the way. <laughs> they don't look like flying naked babies. That's not the way that works. Um, actually, that's what Lucifer is, by the way, a, a cherub. <laughs> a giant flying baby. I didn't know that. It says Lucifer. He was the anointed cherub that covereth. That's what Lucifer is. He was a cherub. I don't think Lucifer's a giant naked baby. <laughs> He's not a naked baby. <laughs> um, you also hear in Isaiah about an angel come a seraphim i believe coming down and touching his lips with a coal and cleansing his lips and making him clean to be able to speak the word of god uh gabriel was a messenger which means he looked like a human <laughs> but here's an interesting thing so we said it warring angels look like fire so what's a host like a bunch of angels right? Ho hosts are armies the lord of hosts is translated in some versions as uh the god of angel armies always by my side daddy said did you see sister jerry's question? question i did not see that hold on we have another question here somewhere it's not popped up it's not popped up on here so i have not seen I'll tell it him that. um so anyway Getting to, um, so the Lord of hosts means that he's a God of armies. It's hosts of angels are armies. That's what happened. With, that's what Elisha saw. Here's an interesting thing. As I said last week, it is Christmas time. We have another Christmas tree in this room. It's a different room, but it, there's still a Christmas tree in the room. Um, oh boy. I just realized. That's um, that's a controversial topic. No, we're not. I do not plan on talking about that one. We talked about last year about Christmas. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, who who showed up to the shepherds? We did see the question. A multitude of heavenly hosts. Oh. She said, do you believe there are only male angels? I thought that was Janet. Sister Janet. It is. Okay. okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, multitude of the heavenly hosts showed up to the shepherd and said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Y'all, it wasn't a choir. It, it, it was a battalion. A multitude of heavenly hosts. Yeah. A battalion. So, if we're saying warring angels look like flames of fire, the sky was full of fire. And they they said, fear not. 
For I bring to you, for I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And the sky's on fire. See, warring angels showed up because they realized we're bringing peace on earth, but we're fighting to make sure there's gonna be peace on earth and goodwill to men. Because the day he lands on this planet, it's wartime. Mm. So, and all throughout the Gospels, you see tons of angelic activity. Uh, Joseph has a dream about angels. The wise men have a dream with angels. Um, Angels are in the parables taking Lazarus up to heaven. They're throwing sinners in hell. Uh, They show up after the temptation in the wilderness. And technically, as I said, Lucifer's there in the temptation in the wilderness too. Uh, And also, when the tomb, the stones rolled away, is an angel rolling the the stone away. Um, And roll back the stone. Yeah, so they're they're the ones at the tomb, and also, they think they're just men dressed in white when they show up, so you also get messenger angels at the tomb, and the angels rejoice when one sinner repents, we're told. There's great joy in the presence of the angels when one sinner repents. They're talking to the shepherds. They're talking to Mary. Jesus gets here, angels are everywhere. Uh, in Acts, they tell the disciples, uh, or uh, when Jesus ascends, they tell the disciples, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus will return in like manner, breaking Peter out of prison. Uh, and angels tell Cornelius about Peter. Well, an angel tells Cornelius about Peter. And they come to Paul when he fin- when he's in the storm of Eurachlodon. You're going to survive this shipwreck. Everyone on this, everyone will be saved except for the ship itself. Um, in the epistles, we hear that there's uh, power on women's head because of angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also hear that an angel from heaven might preach a different gospel to you, and if they do, don't believe them. And we hear about how Satan and Michael actually duked it out over the body of Moses. In Revelation, they're standing around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy. They're the ones sounding the trumpets. They're the ones pouring vials. And by the way, the seals that are broken, that's not angels. That's done in front of angels by the Lamb of God. Jesus. Uh, angels are th- tying up the Antichrist and the false prophet, throw them into the bottomless pit. There are angels crying out, woe, woe, woe to those who are still on earth because the devil's coming down in great fury. And the one giving uh, John his grand tour of heaven is an angel. But one of my favorite ones in the book of Revelation, your popular thing here, who is Revelation written to? There are several letters at the beginning of Revelation. Who Do you know who they're written to? I don't. Angels. 
to the angel of the church in Sardis, right. To the angel of the church, right. That angel is your pastor. (laughs) Angels are messengers of God. There is an angel of the church in Ilsley, Kentucky. An angel of the church in Marion, Kentucky. An angel of the church is... Angels of the churches in Madisonville, Kentucky. Um, to the angel of the church, right? There's a messenger to the church, and that messenger is your pastor. Mm. So, let, let's think about this. Based on all these angels we hear about, I, I have one last question that I really want to think about. Because... You hear about angels everywhere. And I've heard it so many times, a pastor or an evangelist get up and say, there are angels in the room tonight. And so often I, because I've lived in our culture where angels are kind of reserved, it feels like, for weird moms on Facebook. At least I feel that way sometimes. I don't know what you mean by that. Like... They they shared in post of I'm sending an angel to help you today with those random old lady posts on Facebook. Oh, you've seen them. Yeah. Oh, you. And or those random old lady text threads that say, "I want to send this to mo- to to the most beautiful angel I know." And oh. that that's the, what I think of a whole lot when I hear about angels, unless it's said. In the tune of, there are angels in the room tonight. I am often, think when I hear angel, I often think old lady on Facebook. Oh, never, I don't do that. And that's why, to me, I kind of wanted to do this episode, because I wanted to say, what's that really even mean? What good is it if an angel's in the room? I'm not saying that it does no good. And in fact, when I once felt in prayer, God tell me there's an angel standing in that corner. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. Because I was in one of the toughest seasons in my life and I felt there's an angel in this room. Mm -hmm. That's really comforting to me. I slept in the room with an angel standing by my bed. That's... That's what I heard. And I was like, all right, that's that's good. That's good. I'm I'm happy about that. Okay. Um but I've had these times where my sometimes it feels like it's a little whatever peaceful creature. And then there's other times when you feel like Well but what what good's it do me if he's here? <laughs> what good's it do me for that to be here? So, how helpful is it when the evangelist gets up and says, There are angels in the room tonight. What what gets that what what difference does it make? It means that the presence of God is there because the presence of God has to be strong for an angel to be in the room. So, here's the thing. Elisha, when he told his servant they that be for us are way more than those against us. I, I heard a man preaching about it today. Uh, Dylan Morgan was preaching about it, about that story. And he put it this way. 
He said, first God revealed their warring angels present. And then Elisha told God what he wanted the battle cry to be. What did those warring angels do in that story? Other than just stand there. Because they did more than just stand there. They did the same thing they did in Sodom. They struck them with blindness. When Elisha said, Lord, please strike this army with blindness. They were struck blind. The ones who delivered that were those angels. Angels do what God tell them, tells them to do. They deliver healing. They deliver uh, attacks to the enemy. They're the ones that are going to tie the Antichrist to the false prophet and throw him in the bottomless pit. They're the ones who struck the men and sought him blind. They're the ones who sent fire down from heaven. Let us make man in our own image. Yes, God, by his own hand, formed man. But God also utilized angels in those moments. They're the hands of God. And when he made us a little lower than the angels, to me, Touched by an Angel, the series, you talked about it being so realistic. I didn't talk about it being realistic. I mean, you talked about it being a much more comforting idea of angels than some of the other media that's out there. A lot easier to think of as, hey, maybe that's how it works. But the stories I've heard about angels, they're not around for weeks at a time. No. Uh, Having week-long conversations with us, and then one day you're like, oh! It's an angel. Yeah, no, it's not that it's realistic. It's just very... You want it to be realistic. Yeah. What that is, really, to to me, how that really is, that show's not about angels. It's about Christians. Yeah. That's it's true. just having what Christians are supposed to be doing done by an angel. Because God does put people on duty that way. Hey, I want you to go befriend that woman who's dealing with racism and stuff in her life. <laughs> um, that's our job. That's our assignment. And in fact, sometimes he may have an angel tell you to do that, though. He'll have an angel come to a man named Cornelius and tell him, Hey, there's a dude you need to go talk to. And he'll stay with you weeks on end to tell you how life works. Yeah. Um... They're short little conversations. Sometimes they may come back to you. But they're still going to give you the same message they gave you before. Um, I'm talking about when um, Samson's mother said, Hey, a man came and told me we're going to have a child. Well, let's pray and fast that he'll come back to us and tell us again so we know what to do. He comes back and he gives them the exact same message. But now the man of the house knows. <laughs> um, so, oh. anyway, I, 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 we've went longer than intended today. But I thought it seems like we've been gone. I, I'm just, 
the big thing is the very hands of God, and they can be available to us. They are available to us. It says, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him. Very important. So, how do you get that in your house? <laughs> how do you get them to come and talk to you? Just be very oh, spiritual. Just happen or? Well, uh, is there like a threshold of prayer that there is a message from Brother Herring where he actually talks about how to get angels to visit you because he talks about a story of hearing an evangelist named Bobby Wendell uh, say, "You can prepare your house to have an angel visit you," and he said, "I perked my ears up." And she said, we used to do it all the time when we were missionaries. Okay. And then she continued the rest of the message and didn't tell me how. <laughs> he said, I don't remember the rest of the message. I haven't caught that and I wanted to hear the rest. And then later on, he said, God told him how. And let brotherly love continue. Forget not to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Mm, yeah. He said, make sure that you are loving your brothers in the church. And take care of strangers. Because if you don't take care of an angel, if you don't take care of strangers, you're not going to be visited by an angel because God says, if I can't trust you with a stranger on the side of the road, then I can't trust you with my angels because if you mistreat an angel... You're going to be punished if you mistreat a stranger. Well, they're a stranger. They can't do anything to you. <laughs> but anyway, there are ways to make sure they're in your life. And there's a lot more that he says than just that. I'm going to link that message in the podcast notes and also share it to our Facebook page. Because he says it way better than I will. And we've already went way too long today. So... In conclusion, there's a few things I wanted to point out in conclusion here. Uh, angels are the absolute hands of God. And we, as, as I mentioned, at one point in time, the angels were called the sons of God. But Job was written way before Genesis. And at that point in time, we didn't have the same kind of access to heaven that angels did. Secondly, um, angels and pastors are called the same thing. And also, Psalm says, we were made a, just a little lower than the angels. We, spirit-filled humans and angels, have the same job. We are to worship God. We are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are to be the delivery method. That's the key there. When you and angels are living on the same level, that's when they'll show up. When you're living like one. When you're fasting and praying. When your house is holy. When you don't have unholy stuff laying around in your life and in your brain. That's when 
you will see the angels step in. I had other things written down, but that's the key there. That's the big one. If you want to see God's hands and feet moving around in your life and talking to you and giving you messages, live a life they want to be around. Consecration, fasting, prayer, super important. Anyway, let's wrap up here. I went way longer than intended. Probably also because we had to split this into two separate recordings because live streaming is not always good. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Um, and just realize there are angels walking among us. And we need to treat people right and live holy if we want to see them in action. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again next week.